Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. <laughs> Winning is once in a while. Man, is once in a while. have an iron will for my movie. I'll help you if you're recording. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that might be our intro, because wow. All right, so fuck yes, welcome back to The Hype with me, your host as always, Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardesty. Howdy doody. Ryan James. Doody howdy. And the very sick Chewy Darso. I'm alive. <laughs> Uh, special guest today coming to us all the way from But That's Just My Opinion podcast. We have Matt Landtrip. Hey, everybody. Uh, Matt, do you want to say uh, a little two words about your podcast real quick? Only two words. Go. It's awesome. <laughs> well done. <Yeah. laughs> that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> exactly. It's funny because my, uh, my logo is actually me. I got my buddy to just Photoshop my head onto the dude's body of him sitting at the bar. Oh, everyone, cool. Everyone goes... Dude, where'd you get the dude's sweater? I'm like, no, that's literally just my head photoshopped on there. <laughs> the funny thing is, I don't think about that movie when I look at your photo. It makes me th- want to listen to Cake. I could, I see that, yeah. I could the see that, yeah. Background, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. you know, he kind of looks the guy from Cake. I'm yeah. Go listen to Cake. Oh, yeah, I, I see that. I should listen yeah. to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't Whatever. listen to the one that I was on. Did I? I don't think so. It's, it's all about Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. No one <laughs> I hear Trust that every me, day. No one I would love to listen to that. Do I need to listen True to you that. talk to it somebody else? Like I'm sure it's the same things. It's not the same things. It was different. It was articulate. I brought up some very good points and fucking only Matt listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 14 people. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys want to do a quick where have you been doing? Let's do it, Brian. Woo! All right, Matt, you can go first. Where have you been doing? Uh, so there's a couple things. One, I am going to after this. It's uh, it's a new gallery, or not a new gallery, but they just opened up a new exhibit yesterday. It's called Creature Feature Gallery. They're doing an Amblin uh, curation thing. It's out here in Burbank. Cool. That's <laughs> a where me. will you be doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, uh, but Drew Struzan actually has a bunch of stuff in it. Um, if anyone knows Drew Struzan, he's pretty much the biggest poster guy. He's responsible for. All the Indiana Jones, Star Wars, That's Harry why I know Potter, his name. Yep. Uh, pretty much oh. the most iconic posters you've ever seen are him. It's the I poster maker who lived. An article about that. Yeah, so that is where I will be doing, but what I have been doing, uh, that new Childish Gambino record, I oh, am digging I gotta, it. I gotta listen the to it. The more I listen, the first time I was like, eh, but the more I listen to it, it's, it's growing on. It's definitely got to grow because he changes up his style a lot, but mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it. I've heard a lot of good things. I just I've never really been into him after his first album, which I was not a fan of at all. See, I wasn't either, but then I listened to Because the Internet, and that's what got me into him. Okay, that's so. what I've heard from a lot of people. I need to skip the first one, and then I'll become a fan. Yeah, because the first one's like him just trying to figure it out, and it sounds pretty typical. Yeah, and I don't think he re- like for me. I didn't like his voice at first. I was like, he's kind of he's kind of nasally at first, and then yeah. Because the yeah. Internet, he figures it out, goes deeper, and then this one, he barely raps on it. Like he's singing, he's doing a bunch of weird instrumental stuff. It's really cool. Cool. All right, John, where have you been doing? So I saw Moana last Moana! week. Yeah. And it is probably one of my favorite Disney animated films. They are really stepping awesome. up their game. I really liked it. I wasn't expecting much out of it because, I mean, I saw Frozen. Um, but this was very, very different. A different feel from the other Disney princess movies while still retaining some of those tropes. And the visuals are amazing. I didn't see it in 3D, but I imagine if you did, you would be in for a treat. Mm. Um, so it's very well done. The actors are great. So you say this as just a moviegoer, not as a father. Right. Okay. I would have <laughs> probably gone had I not even had a kid. Okay. Because I'm, I'm still intrigued by the idea of it. And the, myth, the, myth, the mythology is good and sound and interesting. Something I, hadn't really, I don't know anything about, so it was really fun to see that distilled. And uh, yeah, I mean, all the voice acting is great. Django Fett's in there. Tamara Morrison is like one of the characters, and they got a huge, like a, a nice, diverse amount of people involved. Cool. And The Rock is amazing. Of course he is. Yeah, I mean, it's expect the rock. nothing less. His song is probably one of the best. And then they got can Jermaine. He sing. He can. I mean, he can do everything. Yeah. He's The Rock. And yeah. they got Jermaine. They got Jermaine Clement in awesome. there as a as a. Car- and he's got a song, and it's very Bowie reminiscent. So if you're really into that, like 
It's uh, up your alley. You just sold me on this entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's the song, because I was listening to an, uh, or reading an interview with, um, what's his name, Lin-Manuel from yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. He said he was very inspired by Bowie to write one of the songs. Yep, after that's it. He wrote it after Bowie, just after Bowie died, and he was like catching up on Once you get down to like the, the realm of monsters, and you deal with a big giant crab, that's where the songs mm-hmm. come in. Awesome. You're going to be in for a treat for that one. Does uh, The Rock's character cook anything, and does anyone smell it? <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Damn. <laughs> Finally, I'm, I'm The out. Rock has come back <laughs> to <laughs> Disney movies. <laughs> the uh, actress they got to play Moana, she's got some pipes. She is awesome. great for a first timer. Like when she starts singing, you're just like, what? Well, I How did you just outdo everyone who sang in Frozen? Like, awesome. <laughs> well, Frozen, I, I still say, is the most overhyped Disney movie ever. Mm-hmm. Still never seen I, I don't think it's a bad movie, don't get me wrong, but the amount of hype for that movie is yeah. it's on it's untouchable. The thing Maybe I've been we should hearing do is we that have. Moana is oh, well, like got a better storyline for girls, which I already mm-hmm. that's what made Frozen stand out because it was a better storyline for girls, yeah. but Moana's even better. And they're just moving up. Yeah. I mean, she already starts as like she's going to run this island. Like she's already st- like she's a princess in terms of this this structure and she just does what she wants and she learns stuff along the way. It's very I think it's really like good. She's not bratty mm. about it, like in Brave. No. no, no, she's just very, you know, dedicated to what she like. She's got her mission, and she challenges Maui the Rock to do his thing. I don't want to spoil too much of the yeah, plot. I was gonna say, shut up, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's really good. The character curious. is multidimensional, and there's a hint of immaturity because the character is supposed to be like eight years old, and at times you're just like, really? oh, I, I see it. Very kind of, you will do what I say now, and he's like. <laughs> kid no and <laughs> wait she's supposed to be eight i think so yeah Why i think they mentioned boobs? it in the movie early bloomer I guess? no that's way too early <laughs> oh we're moving she on now like we're, like we're 14. hey ryan where have you been doing <laughs> <laughs> i saw a movie too brian <laughs> did you know i like movies i, I did not does it have uh, eight-year-old boobs in it? <laughs> no we're moving on <laughs> no moving <laughs> on <laughs> it uh it was very well done fantastic beasts and where to find them and I went into this as someone who thought the visuals looked interesting, and I don't give a crap about Harry Potter. How I've, dare you, I know. Sir. I How actually, dare here's, you. let me tell you why, Brian. Because when I was in high school, I read the first book, and then I went and saw the first movie, and I went, well, this is for young adults. Who cares? Uh, this guy. <laughs> this guy right here. Apparently, <laughs> the, the other movies got better, and I just never caught up. But as a as that uh, person with that amount of Harry Potter experience, I really enjoyed Fantastic Beasts. It's a very good movie. It was really good. Um, it had... Um, I, I really dug Dan Fogler in it, who I didn't know I was a character actor. Yeah. I just knew him from like um, fanboys, and I yeah. thought that was him playing him forever. But he was fantastic in this. Uh, Colin Farrell was great. Ezra Miller, uh, our new Flash from the DC Universe movies, he plays a great credence. What about Kevin? Um, who's Kevin? That's the other movie. We need to talk about him. Oh, we good. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne and, and Catherine Watson were fantastic. And um, oh, my God, the visuals like sucked me in the entire movie. The beasts were so well done. It looked way better than Warcraft or, you know, anything else I've seen lately. Yeah, It's surprisingly well put together for what feels like a cash grab of a movie. It does yeah. not come across like that. at no, all. No, not at all. And um, the uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil this because it's actually a really cool twist. The there's a cameo at the end of the movie. And uh, there's a, an actor who's playing a character who is almost like a cameo for the Harry Potter universe, uh, I, as I learned on Wikipedia. <laughs> I squeed a little bit. Yeah, a little but bit of yeah, I think fans <laughs> will, will really squee at that moment. Yeah. So it's cool. Chewie, where have you been doing? I have been staying home. Yep. Because I am very sick. Obviously. Um, and because of that, I've started to be able to catch up on Arrowverse. Ah. Uh, I've not been able to get to the good team up episodes of this week. Which I'm really looking forward to. But I am completely caught up on Arrow. And they're finally doing some interesting things with that. They, they uh, bring in the Dolph. They bring in <sighs> Dolph Lundgren. No. And man, I forget how great of an actor he is. Because you... I, I love Dolph Lundgren. How could you not? He's Dolph Lundgren. I Watching mean, him adjust his suit looking all like 007-ish is pretty fantastic. Um, but he's a villain, so that's going to be fun. Uh, and... Uh, this t- year in Arrow, I actually care about the flashbacks. Usually they're the annoyance. They're the, okay, I can go to the bathroom time. Isn't that when Dolph is in them, though? Yeah. Oh, well, that's why. Well, but he's not even in them for a while. Like, know, it takes a while to get to I haven't got to him yet. I'm very upset. How and I still n- actually care about the flashbacks this year, which hasn't happened. <coughs> How are they uh, not caught up yet? 
on the flashbacks. Uh, it's five years. So this yeah, is season five. Yeah, they have five. all five years. He did a lot oh. in those five years. He had gone. a busy five years. Oh we gotta get God. back to the island. Yeah. Holy fuck, did he have a busy five years. <laughs> he killed Transcontinental. and s- saw so many people murdered, murdered oh. so many people, oh. fell in love with like three different women. He how had a very no eventful five years. Ever kn- He's like, how... How he didn't end up on the internet would be like. Does, does anyone realize that uh, this guy's killing his way across this the globe? Playboy who's supposed to be dead is murdering everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's impressive. And I not completely caught up on Supergirl and Flash, but Flash is finally dealing with more of the repercussions of Flashpoint, which is also nice. Like I think they're all they kind of like hit a stale point in the middle of their fall season and i think yeah. they're all getting better now that's good i got better <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to catching up on them i will at some point who knows some point some when point. you get sick yeah i don't get sick <laughs> knock knock uh okay so for me i will go as quickly as i can it's kind of tough to talk about this one very shortly but i will do the best uh i've been playing dishonored 2 which i asked people on the table before i st- sat down and apparently nobody played that game which is really too bad um, if you haven't played the first Dishonored, I know you can pick it up on like PS4, <laughs> Xbox One for pretty cheap, and I know it's on Steam for super cheap, especially right now. Um, but Dishonored 2, it is, it is beautiful, it is fun, it's kind of like Thief, but with more special powers. Um, and it, it's just like, it's a really engaging story, and it's just these huge open maps, and it's like, go kill somebody over there, and you have to figure out how to get over there. They give you no really help. They kind of say, every now and then they'll be like, oh, if you go to this part of the map, you might be able to find somebody who might give you a way in. But the... They may or they may not, and it kind of depends on what you do and what you don't do, and it's just incredibly engaging and fun, and I start every level like, all right, I'm going to do this one super stealthy and not kill anybody, and at the end of it, I get, you killed everybody, and everybody <laughs> saw you do it. <laughs> that sounds like me playing Hitman. Yeah. Any version of Hitman is like, yeah, everyone saw what you did, and they know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> you were sneaking around outside yeah. in a broad daylight. Yeah, that that's me because like the end of the game they have this like a uh, like a graph that goes like it's like a four quadrant graph and it's like were you super stealthy and killed everybody or were you super not stealthy and killed everybody were you <laughs> super like everybody saw you but you didn't kill anybody or were you stealthy and killed nobody <laughs> and I am in the bottom corner of not stealthy and murdery every single time <laughs> <laughs> and it's like well I didn't kill any civilians they should have a, a a chart like they should chart it for the level the time that you've played so you start you start. At stealthy, yeah. <laughs> and then see how quickly it goes down to that corner. I'd imagine it's almost right away. Uh, what well, this last level I did, uh, there's I think ten levels, and I just finished mission four last night, and uh, it was I made it about halfway through, and then I got seen, and then I was like, oh, I should just restart so I can do this right. I'm like, no, I don't like restarting. I just like doing. <laughs> and then I finished this fight, and I look around. There's like thirty dead dudes around me. I'm like, well, so much for stealth on this one. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think it's time to get started on our battle. Is everybody ready for the battle? Nope. It's the snowed-in battle. And as I said last week, although I kind of said a little bit wrong, uh, the battle today is any movie that takes place during or has or anything a whole fuck ton of snow. Yeah, this has nothing to do with whistleblowers living in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think last last week I said avalanche. There uh, are avalanches in some of them, but that's not that was not the caveat for the beginning. Right. It was just shit tons of snow. So we're there's a lot on the table that we were thinking about doing. And then we all kind of went, those movies are too good. Let's find the worst movies we can, apparently. <laughs> and I failed at that. Sorry. <laughs> well, I just I, think I doing things a good like one. The Thing or The Shining is just cheating. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem with those is like, they're just too good. Yeah. This is my argument for those. Have you seen this movie? Yes, of course you have. I win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I went for a movie. We're going to go on the table really quick and say what ones we have. I went for one that really nobody in America saw. It did really piss poor over here. Mm-hmm. did great overseas. Uh, so I went with last year's Everest. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Matt, what about you? I went with something similar, but a way better version called Vertical Limit. <laughs> 2000 <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> oh, man. Get my heart racing. America. He's your new leading man. Yeah. You like him, right? You don't? Shit. Fuck. NCIS Los Angeles. Here we come. <laughs> Over 100 episodes and counting. Oh, yeah. He's he's a bona fide television guy. I met him in, I met him in person once. Nice guy. Yeah. Did you tell him how much you love Vertical Limit? No, I couldn't because it was at work. Oh, uh, yeah, that happens. Yeah, it was at a post house I was yep. uh, doing an internship for. Gotta so. be professional, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Vertical Limit! <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> vertical Limit. <laughs> uh, John, you are the host today, so I'll skip you. Ryan? I did the Norwegian foreign film Dead Snow. 
Norwegian. <laughs> Norwegian, eh? We were having a debate yeah, about we where couldn't it figure was out, I, I kept thinking it was Austria, and then he thought it was Germany, and it was Norwegian. Oh, yeah. Definitely wow, we Norwegian. were both terribly wrong. I do remember yeah. seeing a Norwegian flag on his jacket, but I thought that was just the brand. <laughs> I mean, Norwegian. <laughs> yeah. Norwegian face. <laughs> we make coats. <laughs> we make they new do. coats. Cold they, they, keep, <laughs> they keep you much warm, yeah? <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And Chewy? I chose a classic from my youth. Classic's a strong word. <laughs> It was one of my school's go-to, oh no, we have to play a movie because something, something, we don't have anything else to do. I've seen this movie so many Teachers times. Teachers hungover. Iron Will. Iron Will. Oh, yes. It's an uplifting tale. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I have so many Iron's pretty like heavy, though. <laughs> <laughs> we have to... <laughs> it's heavy on the emotions. Oh! <laughs> and the symbolism up. and everything. <laughs> I had no idea what this movie was. And then at work, I asked Brian. I was like, what's the name of that movie again? Just Googled it, saw the poster, went, I don't think I have to watch this. Let me try to explain the plot. And he goes, there's only one point where I messed up. And that's because it was the biggest left turn. Yeah. Brian, Brian told me the entire story last night. It was pretty funny. Yeah, the fact that he just nailed it. I like, oh, is this the thing? I think I got it. <laughs> Did you guess Kevin Spacey's in it? Oh, you didn't tell me yeah, that. I, I, well, I figured the dog murder was good enough. <laughs> yeah, that was. Still didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think we should get started. Uh, John, I'm going to let you take the reins from here. So John is going to be our host slash judge of the day. So for those of you, if you d- haven't listened to a battle since before our last one, uh, we've changed things up a little bit. We no longer vote at the end of the episode. We just have one <laughs> of us who volunteers to sit out. And then at the end of it, he gets to pick which one of us did the best. So today, that is John. So John, take her away. Cool. So we've done different ways of picking the movie. Um, I liked last time, but this time we're going to go by alphabetical order. So whoever has the movie that starts closest to A goes first. I've got D. I E, so I'm after you. I got V. I'm last. All right. Now I get to see how this is. Let me tell you (laughs) all about Dead Snow. Uh, I was hooked immediately because this movie opens my favorite horror movie way, which is we see someone that we have uh, no clue about get eaten by zombies. Uh, She's running through the snow and the forest at night, and uh, we see a zombie catches up to her and eats her. And then we see the awesome title card, and it makes a scary sound, and then we cut to (laughs) college students driving in the car. And uh, we learn that these uh, group of kids are driving to a cabin in the woods. They're going to go on a skiing trip or snowmobiling. I don't really know what they do. Uh, both of those they're things. They're out there to fuck. <laughs> they're out there to fuck. Let's be honest. Uh, so they, we see that it, there's a boy's car and a girl's car, and we we assume they're gonna try to hook up with each other. And uh, they get to the cabin, and they're having a good time, getting drunk. We learn that um, one of the guy's um, girlfriend is meeting up with them, and she owns the cabin. And then uh, creepily that night, a mysterious stranger drops by, and he uh, tells them that. Um, they should be careful because this land is haunted. Indian burial ground or something. Uh, Nazis too. <laughs> uh, Nazis. Oh, and he insults their coffee, and it's he, he, they're really offended. Uh, so he leaves, and they go on partying, and they uh, ignore their missing friend, and uh, we, we see that this mysterious stranger is for no reason at all camping in the middle of the woods in the mountains, and he gets eaten by zombies. Yes, Nazi zombies. Um, the next day, the guy really goes excited. out looking for his girlfriend, and uh, he he finds out. Uh, uh, he finds the the tent of the mysterious stranger, and he sees the the guy's head sitting in there, and he he gets scared and falls in a hole. And then uh, that night, we cut back to the cabin, and we uh, the kids again ignore their missing friends because they're awesome friends like that. And they find a box of hidden Nazi treasure, and this is where it pretty much follows the plot of Jazz Evil hands. Dead. <laughs> they dun, don't dun, know dun. what kind of curse they open. Uh, who doesn't love a box of Nazi gold? Um, uh, the, one of the guys goes out to use the outhouse, and uh, the girl that he has a crush on follows him out there and fucks him while he's taking a shit. And the least sexy, sexy sex scene it was the I've ever de- saw. Definitely the least sexy sex scene, because you know that smells like shit, too. Oh, it's like an outhouse. It's not even like a bathroom where you can no, flush it away. Nope, nope. You're just pooping into a pile Straight of up All the bacteria you are welcoming into this delightfully oh, moist yes. situation. And he's a and big dude, so you know that's going to be. Just, right. Oh, yeah. She's good. just mashing together, and, uh, and you know they're going to die. And sure enough... Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, he goes back inside and she gets killed by Nazi zombies. <laughs> she deserves it. And their friends look out the window for her and, and the Nazi zombies hold her dead severed head up to the window and scares everybody. 
and then uh, they uh, break in and they they kill the guy who got fucked. Of course. <laughs> but how did they kill him, Ryan? Did they rip his guts out? They rip his head in half. Oh and yeah, his they, brain just the falls they, out they, onto they, the floor. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> At which point, I was watching the movie. Oh, I at forgot work. about that kill. But that's the best part of this movie. It's the, the murders. <laughs> forgot about that but it's awesome i mean <laughs> aside from that scene all the murders in this movie are so good and i'm not normally the type of person who's like you know every horror fan is like hey remember when that guy died and remember when that guy died and that's the only good part of horror movies but uh then we cut back to the guy who fell in the hole and he wakes up in a nazi cave he sees all the helmets and the medals and his dead girlfriend's head <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. he runs out and runs away from her and he gets attacked by a nazi zombie and they have a battle on the the edge of a cliff the nazi zombie bites his neck and we're like fuck this guy's done for the guy pulls the nazi zombie off the cliff and his guts get hooked on a branch because that's how <laughs> guts work oh and yeah then they're swinging off the cliff by nazi zombie guts that's the, science. The guy finally kills the Nazi zombie, climbs back up, stitches up his neck, and he's fine. <laughs> a minute left. Uh, a minute. Oh, shit. <laughs> you need to actually talk about why you love this movie. Yes, because of all the awesome deaths. Let's see. Uh, the girls are ambushed by uh, Nazi zombies next. One of the girls gets Nazi zombie punched. She wakes up <laughs> to being eaten by Nazi zombies, and she grabs a Nazi zombie grenade. <laughs> She blows up a bunch of them. It's awesome. She blows up a bunch of what? Nazi zombies. <laughs> then the guys uh, burn down the cabin. They get power tools. They go on a zombie killing fest. And, and uh, another one of my favorite parts, Martin turns around and axes his girlfriend, Hannah, in the neck. <laughs> She's the only one not killed by Nazi zombies. <laughs> uh, Vagard gets ripped in, in quartered by, by Nazi zombies. Uh, Roy is running through the woods and he gets Nazi hammered in the head and then he, he snags his guts seconds. on a branch and he pulls his own guts out. It's awesome. And then Martin remembers the Nazi gold and gives it back and he thinks he's all good, but the Nazi zombie punches him in the face through the car window. Cut to black. So who was the, the bad guy in that movie? Nazi zombies! <laughs> there were multiple. There was, I was watching this at work. First thing that happened, I hit pause about halfway through, walk over to Brian's desk, go, this seems pretty unnecessary with the blood. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, yeah, that's the whole movie. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we've started on the next five minutes. So All right. So my biggest problem with this movie is that they ch- kind of stole the plot from Pirates, Pirates of the, the Caribbean. Caribbean. Yep. Uh, oh, no, we need our gold. That's all we want. We'll leave you alone if you, d- if you just give us back our gold. And then I'm like, why is the gold in the cabin, not in their little fortress hole thing, cave? Like, why? Because they, um, oh, so I didn't get to get to this part because you, I can't explain the whole two hour movie. But the mysterious stranger tells the kids that the Nazi zombies came through and stole <laughs> all the gold from yeah. everyone in the town. The villagers turned on them and uh, killed them all. And okay. they probably took their gold back and put it in the basement of their cabin. So the whole. Or it's actually possible that the Nazi zombies buried their treasure and the cabin was built on top of it. I built think around be- it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that'd be the more likely scenario. But either way, I feel like it's a bit strange. of a reach. Yeah, it's, it's a, a bit of a reach. because it's why isn't there <laughs> treasure buried in the basement of every cabin? Yeah, I mean, if that was why. if that was the it's case, it's not even a basement. It's oh, a crawl space. Yeah, it's yeah. their freezer. It's where <laughs> they refrigerate their food. <laughs> well, that is a thoroughly plotted out area. Yeah, it's yeah. very <laughs> like, like they just like open for the them to and fill it in, film in um, from that to plan it. The bird's out. eye view is actually of a Nazi symbol and out buildings. Of, yes, out of <laughs> all of our movies. Every character in this movie is unlikable, except for... Are you joking? They're the all who, amazing. No. The guy who ends up surviving <laughs> nope. is a total douche. Like, he's yeah, terrible that's to his what girlfriend. I liked about him. He, he killed her in the He neck tried with his suffocating axe. her at one point. <laughs> he and did, the, to try to be sexy. It he was tried just, to sexy He was joking. <laughs> it was okay, just a joke. Sure. Knock, knock. Who's yeah, there? Strangulation. It's just a joke. <laughs> it's just a joke, honey. Get over it. Stop being such oh, a girl. You have, you have horrible claustrophobia problems? Here, let me strangle you. That'll be fun. Granted, yeah. and she was really stupid when he's in full killer mode and she taps on his shoulder. Yeah. And right? She, yeah. Her but fault. Then, I mean, the, the one thing, I mean, this is just me taking down your argument because if that's the whole point of this movie or the whole point of this episode is to argue the best thing, how do you argue for an entire movie and not mention that she murders the shit out of a crow? 
Like that is one of the best scenes <laughs> in so any movie. And it's so obvious that it's not a live crow. It's oh, I a know. Puppet. <laughs> it's just poking her in the neck with, a, with somebody with a wing. And it's just <laughs> in like the tree. The, uh, the whole sequence is hilarious. It's just the two Nazi zombies walking yeah. below oh, the tree. So and she's like trying to be quiet. And the crow shuts up, starts up. It's like the Nazi zombies are not going to be looking for a crow. There's lots of wildlife around. But she freaks right. out, grabs the bird and smashes its bird skull against a tree. And then she looks down and both of them are just staring at her. Hey, yeah. girl. It's like, ah, shit. The movie. <laughs> was amazing an amazing horror and an amazing comedy i don't understand why they put the nazis in some snow gear because every time they popped up in their snowsuits i'm like that's not period accurate there's literally a scene i just brian walks by i go why why is this he pops up out of the snow in like a full white i'm sure they had that back then but it was not that style it was not correct at all because these Nazi zombies are kind of smart, so he probably put that on so in they've post. They've been stealing uh, so, clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here, here's they my got one. it from the campers' tent. <laughs> And sure. the, gold, the gold doesn't even make them come. They're just already out there. So why don't they just go searching Nothing for it? Nothing makes them come anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, they didn't. I don't think they were alive until they opened the box. No, they were alive oh, before. Because they, they killed the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah they killed. Right. So they killed like two or three people before and the box gets open. It's. I mean, it is a decent horror film. But it's kind of strange how it's like it kind of feels like it's almost jerking off to how bad it wants to be Evil Dead. Oh yeah, it really they, wants they to be Sam Raimi. Scenes from it, and the editing is kind of Evil Deadish, but they always hold on a scene just a smidge too long compared to Evil Dead. And you said they even talk about Evil Dead. Yeah, in they the movie. do twice. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of odd. Like yeah. that's more that's past homage. That's like openly like slathering going I wish I was this no All right. the last it, it paid homage to so many movies the la- there's a minute left and, and, and uh, the big question of why is this one the best has not been answered yet you have, a, you have less than a minute well because uh, Nazi zombies <laughs> how, how, how is there a villain aside from avalanches that is more like direct like there, oh, there's so no way you can oh, side you have, with Nazi have you ever met bad Pakistanis like who don't know how to handle nitroglycerin <laughs> No, because Nazi zombies. This ate is them. like you're with your girlfriend. You want to have sex, but she wants to go have dinner with her parents, and you're like, "But sex." The shitty girlfriend. But Nazi zombies. But sex. Sex like, and Nazi this is zombies. Not a good but argument. Had both sex. Of <laughs> not a good argument. Honey. Sex with the parents. Only, all right. The only right? way anyone on the table are in that is going to win <laughs> is if way they too have many boobs. There's no boobs in this no movie. Boobs. No boobs. No bra. I know. Bra. That's what I'm saying. The only way you could top Dead Snow is if you have boobs in your movie. So good luck, everybody. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So we're still going alphabetical? <laughs> yep. Alphabetical. All right. All right. The next five minutes starts now. Okay. So my movie is from last year, 2015, uh, and it's Everest. And it is the story. It's a true story of one of the worst climbing expeditions that ever happened on the mountain of Everest. Um, it happened back in 1996. There's been uh, two or three books written about this incident. There's been two movies made about it. And this movie, uh, and why this movie is one of the best movies about climbing ever, took all of those other materials. Because all the other ones were made by people who were there. They're either written by one of the people who did it. Uh, one's by the female journalist. One's by a male journalist. One's by a guy who was best friends with the male journalist. And this movie decided that it wasn't going to be biased. Because there are so many things that went wrong in this expedition and everyone has their own opinion on it. And all of those things before this are really heavy-handed into who fucked up and who killed all these people. And this movie decides to go non-biased and just try to tell the facts as it was. Like, this is how it happened and what went wrong. And watching this movie unfold is amazing. And everything about this movie is amazing. So the way the director wanted to make this film is he did not want it to be fake he didn't want green screen he didn't want a bunch of people who didn't know how to climb he didn't want any of that so he actually went to nepal they shot the entire movie on the side of a mountain in horrible conditions so you can watch like the making of this movie and it's fascinating as they're actually learning to climb like these guys don't know what crampons are they don't know how to how to like actually climb ropes they don't know any of this stuff and they have professional climbers there who've actually gone to the top of everest and they teach them all how to do this and it comes across in this movie and as the movie's going on, like you get these really wonderful stories of these people who just loved their jobs. Like they just loved climbing. And this one time it didn't work out, but it still comes across in this way of just like this severe love for the sport and for the idea of getting other people to go stand on top of the world with you. And it's a really sort of beautiful movie up until the turn. And when the turn happens, it's one of the hardest movies I've ever had to watch. Like they do such a great job making you love all of these people. Which, as I said before, for the other ones, they did a good job villainizing people. So if the first, the main guy in this movie is Jason Clark, and then the guy who's running the other team is um, 
fuck, what's his name from Nightcrawler? Jake Gyllenhaal. Thank you, Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Um, and the other two stories would kind of villainize one or the other. This one made it look a little bit more realistic, where they both just happen to be taking groups up the mountain at the same time, which gets a little crowded when you're on like a foot ledge trying to climb to the tallest point in the entire world. But in reality, they actually tried to work together to the best they could, and this movie makes a really good job of showing their friendship and trying to show how this works. So when Ryan says the best villain in the movie is a Nazi zombie, I go the best villain of all these movies is legitimately the best villain out there, which is just nature. And it's this great idea of will a mountain let you climb it or not? And this movie is all about how it will not. So a bunch of them get to the top of the mountain, and they do a great job. They're excited. The first guy who ever climbed to the top of the mountain was there uh, without oxygen, and he's the only person who have ever done it. And they talk about him and how he's the one guy who kind of like Hacksaw Ridge or like Forrest Gump. Uh, as people were dying throughout the night, he refused to go to bed and he kept going back up the mountain and pulling down as many people as he could. It's this really kind of inspiring, awesome tale. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So as the movie's going on, it's this really harrowing. Uh, you see Jason Clark who just wants people to get to the top of the mountain and they hit their 2 p.m. turnaround time and the other John Hawks is still climbing the mountain. He's like, uh, you got to go down, man. It's past 2 p.m. He's like, no, I can't do this again. It's too expensive. I want to get there. And you feel for him. And you're like, sorry, man, you can't. And But Jason Clark goes the other way. And he's like, no, all right, we'll do it. And he goes back up to the top. They don't get to the top of the mountain until 4 p.m. It's like, you guys are fucked. And then you watch the whole movie go on of like, yeah, they're fucked. So John Hawks kind of loses his mind and literally just wanders off the ledge and falls to his death. Uh, other people try to come up to save uh, Jason Clark. And that guy gets hypothermia in a horrible way. And he's just sitting on a ledge. And he's like, I'm hot. I'm too hot. And he starts stripping off all of his clothes and trips. And he falls off a ledge. Other people are on their way back down, and it's like one of the worst storms that ever hit a um, a hiking group, and temperatures drop by like twenty degrees a second. So minute these left. people minute left. Minute left. Okay, so these people just kind of end up huddled on the ground, just trying to keep to each other to keep warm, and it doesn't work. Some of them freeze to death, some of them don't, and it's just like horrible to watch, but unbelievably well told, where it makes you both want to go climbing and horrified of climbing. Because it is a great job showing you how amazing and how beautiful and how inspiring it can be, but how dangerous it is at the same time. And the best way to do this for my last however many seconds I have left, Josh Brolin's character, who is a real character um, from Texas, went up the mountain. He has uh, recently had eye surgery, and the way the altitude just fucked with his eyes, he couldn't see. So then on the way down, he basically got stuck in that group of people huddling, and people thought he was dead and frozen, and they left him overnight, and they came back. And they came back, saw him again, up, oh, he's dead, went back down. And he got up, wasn't dead, and walked himself on his own power down to the camp and survived. He lost his arm, all five of his fingers on the other arm, and his nose. And it was amazing and inspiring, and this movie's fantastic. Boom shakalaka. But did anyone get their guts caught on a branch? <laughs> all right, the next five minutes starts now. <laughs> no one got No, because that's so, like... There's the, no trees on Everest. There's no trees on Everest. There's no crying in baseball either. <laughs> See, but there was there an avalanche. There was an avalanche. Was anyone trapped in a giant cave that was caused by the avalanche? They talked to No, because it's not your movie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> that happened in my movie, except it was a Nazi cave. <laughs> my the the thing with this movie is is that I get really mad at Rob, played by Jason, Jason Clark. Clark. Yeah. I don't know if it is as true to life as they show it, but he gets so personally involved with Doug. Yeah, John Hawks. And that's a recipe for disaster. It is. It kills In this both scenario of them. where you're supposed to be responsible to the person to make sure they don't get stupid and kill themselves, and then you get stupid and become emotionally attached, and then you sacrifice your own merits to get them to the top, even though everything you know says don't do that. See, but I think that's what makes my movie one of the best because you you can totally see the wheels turning in Jason Clark's head. His performance is <laughs> fantastic, as it is in most movies with Jason Clark. But he does such a great job of you see him going, no, 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 no. Fuck, he's a friend. All right, maybe we can make it work. Yeah. like It's heartbreaking. It's, it's this- heartbreaking to watch it. They do such a good job and nobody saw this movie. And it's see, but I think that's why, because it is heartbreaking. I personally am a believer in feel-good cinema. Yeah, I like... I like stories that go twists and turns and, you know, sometimes you don't always want the best ending. Like, I love weird, dark comedies and stuff, but at the end of the day, I still want something where I'm still like, okay, I feel good at the end of this. This, I like, I didn't watch it, but it sounds like I would honestly just walk out of the mirror like, man, I feel real bad about myself. See, see, now here's the thing. This just sucks for all these people. And it's like, why can't you just like, 
like I'm not saying that you shouldn't make this type of movie because it's good to like you know make biopics and kind of right. show the heroes and stuff. But that'd be probably better suited as a documentary. As like a climbing movie, I want something like Vertical Limit, where it's like <laughs> all we do is climb in his life and we save people. See, but, uh, but here, it's a to, good. You feel good at the end. Or, or to you counterpoint, see Nazis ripping up. I did guts. not feel good at the end of your movie, by the way. Yeah, and to counterpoint what you're saying, the thing that I love about this is that they never make it look like nobody should climb. They just really do a good job making it look like this is a sport that you can really get into and you can love it, but da- it is dangerous. And like they show it dangerous because it is the one of the worst climbing trips. And since then, I think it was like four or five years ago, they actually had a trip that was worse than this one. This was back in 1996. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it happened not that long ago. It was horrible. Um, but this one, like it would, the thing that they do such a good job with is showing the love that people have for the sport and why it's not like, well, nobody should ever climb this mountain. They make it look like climbing is something to be done. Like it's inspiring. You should go do it. Like test yourself and be safe. I think that's more of the message of it. It isn't like depressed that these people aren't around. Like even if you watch like the making of documentaries on the DVD and that sort of stuff, they have the family members of this stuff who are all like, "Oh, they did a great job with this movie. They make it look really pretty." So like that's why I think they, that's why I love this movie so much because it's not just, "Oh, it's so sad that they all died." Like they do a good job making like, no, it's a celebration of climbing and what's great, and it's also very, very, very dangerous. Like you have to want it, and I think that's I think that's a more important message. So it's like a PSA for what can go wrong. <laughs> It's a PSA kind of for sure. if you get emotionally involved, you shouldn't be doing it with this person. Send them somewhere else. It's like you're a cop. Oh, you're attached to this case? You can't work on this case. Yeah, it, it, that's yes, that's closer. <laughs> but, but like and like seriously, like if you haven't seen it, it's worth watching just for the visuals alone. Like the fact they actually went out to Nepal and shot this in the elements, like and they did a great job. Like the movie is stunning. Like it is just so well. We saw it in IMAX and it was in the year of last year of IMAX, it was this one on the walk that were just like so beautiful up on the big screen. Yeah. Not that it's not at your home cinema, but like it is just such a well captured film. Right. Is there like any takeaway cautions like like my movie had don't steal Nazi gold? Did you have anything <laughs> like that in Everest? I mean, this it's entirely just that you have to when you pay somebody to take you up a mountain, listen to them. That's fair. That's the biggest problem, and apparently, it's a very. If you look into it, you do the research. It's a very big problem with people at Everest. Well, I'm not surprised because to climb it costs somewhere between twenty and sixty thousand dollars. So you're spending a lot of money to do it, and if you don't listen to your Sherpa or whoever's taking you up there, it's like, well, I'm at the South Cliff. I mean, it's only <clears throat> half a mile to the top, and like, sorry, it's two p.m. You need to go back down. I'm sorry you didn't make it. And lots of times, if you pay for the shitty services, you don't go for the big ones. People are like. I go for it. You can probably still make it. And those are the people who don't. Mm. And this movie's the message is really just if you pay somebody, you're paying them to take you down the mountain. Mm-hmm. It's not to take you up. It's to get you down safe. And but I think it, that's a really cool thing. Is it anybody's last climb one more time? <laughs> we got to do it. I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know that till Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard not to just pitch my movie this yeah. whole time. <laughs> I know, I was really, it's fine. I was really hoping you were going to go first because mine was like, all right, so all of that, but better. <laughs> <laughs> ah, debatable. All right. So the next movie starts now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and done. <laughs> I'm trying here. Apologi- apologies to anyone who's listening with the Ricola that I currently have in my mouth. Ricola. Uh, today's podcast brought to you by you're illness. Just, you're just eating your time right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. My movie is Iron Will, which is a very American movie, which is the only movie on the table that takes place in America, about America, about the American dream and the American spirit. Uh, oh, I beg to differ. Uh, <laughs> Trump train. <laughs> uh, so it starts with a young boy from South Dakota whose father dies and then to save the farm and so that he can go to college which is his father's dream for him he enters a race that's a dog sledding race the iditarod the iditarod that takes place starting in, in Ma- i forgot the, in name. the real world it's in alaska here it's in minnesota yeah, yeah. well no it ends in minnesota Hold on, uh, damn it, I'm, I'm really wasting my time. While we're holding on, I just want to point out Chewie gave me a hard time for wikipedia my plot before <laughs> we recorded. I just forgot the name where they start in Canada. I don't think they, I the audience doesn't care. Sure. Talk, the, talk about your Whatever, movie. they start the race in Canada and it ends in Minnesota, which is probably the reason that they may play this movie so much at my home in Minnesota. Um, oh, don't you know. But so the whole thing is about how this young man needs to prove to himself 
that he can be a man and he needs to fight with other men from other countries. <laughs> so Rocky? Yeah. <laughs> and Mighty Ducks too. the dogs that he's racing with are his father's dogs and the lead dog, uh, which I forgot the dog's name now suddenly. Uh, Wilbur. It's not Wilbur. <laughs> Balto? But... He needs to earn the respect of the dog, similarly to how he's trying to like earn the right to be a man since his father is gone. Uh, and while he's doing this, he's get he's kind of brought under the wing of a go-getter newsman who's played by Kevin Spacey, who makes him America's hero in this time of need at pre World War Two. I'm oh, sorry, pre World War One. Uh, and and then there's some evil guys who are you know. <laughs> The the they people who run yeah. yeah they run the race <laughs> and they start betting on him. He's like, I don't think he's gonna get this far. I don't think he's gonna get that far because he's the underdog of the race because he's not supposed to be there. He's eighteen uh, or seventeen. And at the end, he decides to try to use the evil guy of the movie to go through a secret passage to get ahead of everybody else. And the evil guy is extremely evil in this movie, like comically evil. It's so funny. <laughs> He's just—he has even evil laugh at one point, and it is just pure Disney. He glory. does have the how <laughs> twirly is his mustache? Oh, he's no mustache. He's from Sweden. <laughs> they can't do it. Evil person from Sweden doesn't sw- make sense. No, Switzerland. I forget. Either way, a sw- Um They poisoned all the chocolate. And the evil guy whips his dogs, and what saves him from the evil guy winning is that the dogs go fuck the you, and then eat his their master. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a great scene where he's getting mauled to death and then Iron Will is just going by on his sled going, oh, that's not good. And then he fires a gun into the air and keeps going. I just like that the dogs also have an accent. Fuck the you! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sweet, Zulin. <laughs> and in Arf- the end, oh. everyone learns a lesson. The evil guy is dead. He saves his farm. The... Newspaper Kevin Spacey learns that it's not that great to actually use people for your own ends because he's trying to get ahead in the editor world. Um, oh, so he's being a regular journalist. Yeah, he's yes. being a regular journalist. <laughs> and the people who run the race all decide, oh, we all love him. It kind of sucks that we were betting on him the whole time, and then that one dude even tried to get him to leave the race. But in the end, it's just all great American glory where they get together, and then he wins, and it's happy, and it's Disney. And they and you just whistle him across good. the finish line. You cannot forget the fact that he collapses like 10 yards in the finish line. They're like, oh, let's all whistle together. And the whole crowd <laughs> oh starts whistling. And they, then he gets the motivation to uh, cross the finish line. It's just like in Peter Pan when they all start screaming, I do believe in fairies. I do, <laughs> yes. I do. They or all Karate Kid 1 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> or like Angels in the Outfield with all doing like the wings thing. Oh, it's the same thing over and over. They all come together. And, and they're, all wi- they're whistling because the whistle is what motivates Gus. The dog, Gus, Gus. Uh, Not to Wilbur. keep going. <laughs> and uh, really, the dog is the hero of the movie. He is. He's a beautiful dog. That's definitely not pure husky. Kind of looked like he had a little pit in him because his head Five was seconds. a little blockier. But how much time do I have left? Two seconds. One. Two seconds. Yep. Iron Will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a hell of a stamp. <laughs> we are the dogs from Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> Fucks the yo. <laughs> oh, that dog, you cut me off. <laughs> oh, this guy a real asshole. We should have eaten him. <laughs> Accidental dog incense are now my favorite thing in the entire world. <laughs> I have an idea for a show, guys. Let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's Welcome off to Swiss dogs. <laughs> Welcome to Switzerland. It's oh, the- hey, he barked at me. Arf, fuck <laughs> <to> you. <laughs> It's the next. Vi- it's the next season villain for Paw Patrol. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> See, you were talking about how you want movies to end on a real happy note. This movie ends the happiest. Oh, I'm not doubting that. I'm not doubting that at all. You got someone getting eaten by dogs. <laughs> like just, just greatness on that part. But I mean, it is a Disney movie, and I'm gonna. All right, Bri- five minutes starts. All right, Brian, let's kick this off with the same conversation we oh, had. Oh man, the, the fact that. Like, okay, so we were, I was walking by his desk at work. Matt and I work in the same place, and we work really close to each other. And he's been watching these movies throughout the week. And I saw him watch uh, – he was watching Dead Snow. And he's like, oh, Iron Will, should I watch this one? I'm like, no. And he literally breaks down the entire movie without having watched it. It's It was pretty funny. I looked up the – I Googled it. I looked up the poster, and this is – I first started Side like – Side note really fast. The dog on the poster is not the dog in the movie. 
They found a more husky looking dog for the cover. Very it's true. really stupid. <laughs> Disney just trying to whitewash everything. <laughs> <laughs> the Nazi on my movie poster was the Nazi in the movie. I don't know. The mountain on mine was the mountain in mine. Yep. Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the Chris O'Donnell on mine. Was <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and well, the lead actor on my movie was Mackenzie Aus- Aston. Austin, there's no U, so maybe it's Aston. Is that Sean Aston's brother? No. no. Oh, that he's got a better. U in his name. But anyhow, so the major complaint that apparently <laughs> we both have is that the movie is ridiculously predictable. Yeah. So I walk. So he walks by. Is like I look up the poster and I go, okay, let me guess. There's a guy. He's down on it. Like he used to do something, and he's like got to come back and prove he's better than. That. He goes, "No, you're thinking wrong, Disney movie." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, so which one is it then?" He goes, "Like Dad used to do it." I go, "Okay, got it." So <laughs> <laughs> dad used to do it, so now he's got to prove he's just as good as his dad. He's got to win it, but there's a guy. There's an evil guy who wants to stop him, but at the end, he ends up beating the evil guy. And the evil guy goes, "I still don't like you, but I respect you for what you've done." He goes. Everything is correct except one thing. The evil, evil guy, guy never respected him. The yeah. evil guy never respected him. He didn't him. have a chance because he got eaten by dogs. <laughs> 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 that's where he just goes, everything's right except he, evil guy killed. <laughs> by yeah. his dogs. Yeah. Like It's such a left turn. <laughs> <laughs> He's whipping the dogs the whole movie. It's actually like one of the most gratifying moments. I mean, I don't. It works in the movie. Surprisingly, it works in the movie. But still, it's just a weird move. And my thing is, how bad is this dad that this guy's what, like twenty something? And he's eighteen. Eighteen. Seventeen. They, keep, sev- they reference many times that he's seventeen because he's about to turn eighteen, and America is about to enter World War One. So they're yeah. like, he's young enough to be sent to Germany. Okay. Why is he not young enough to do this race? Okay. Well, old he's old enough. So he's. <laughs> So we established <laughs> he's not a millennial. Therefore, mm-hmm. he has a dad who probably should have taught him to be a man already. And he does have the best dad in the world. Well, actually, the worst dad in the world. It's Christian from Lost. <laughs> he got really excited while we were yeah, watching. The second it. he shows, I'm like, "Oh, Jack's dad!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Jack's dad. It's Jack's dad. Oh, he's supposed he's to be on the island. Remember Jack's oh, yeah. dad? <laughs> I remember Jack. Remember? <laughs> he really likes to mess up his kids. Yeah, he does fuck up his kids a lot. This time he yeah. fucked him up by not taking a turn hard enough and fell into a river and died. Oh, wow. Iron Will has yeah. extreme yeah. stranger danger to all ice-covered waterways. Oh, yeah. He just he, looks as like, I can't go that way. He, yeah. <laughs> he constantly goes the longer route and somehow stays in front. And that's the, the th- thinking about it as a hair. movie, the reason why this movie drives me at the wall is because he keeps getting such a huge lead. They're like, I can't believe he's winning so hard. Then he comes up to a frozen body of water, which everyone else just plows their sleds over. And he's like, no, I'm going to take the four-mile route around it. And then he ends up in the back of the thing again. It's like, dude, you'd win if you just got over your stupid thing. And you would have like you would have crossed the finish line days before everybody else. But he else. listens to his mystical Indian friend who says you can only sleep this much each day. Who's but the same the mystical Indian, Indian friend in from cor- Free Willy, by the way? Huh? Is he mm. the, but is that Indian in a cupboard? <laughs> no. <laughs> then it's not a good Disney. No, movie. I mean, I mean, he probably is metaphorically. I mean, this is yeah. And sorry, Free mystical Native yeah. American. Though this movie did come out at the time, they would still just call him an Indian. About a minute left. That's true. I've got no arguments against it because someone gets eaten. Usually, <laughs> 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 is the second best movie. But, that <laughs> <laughs> but that not as many people get eaten as in Iron Will because a lot of people get eaten. In a that. lot of people oh. die in this movie. Like multiple people freeze to death because it's just so cold. Getting oh, from you want to talk about freezing to, to death? Paul. I just talked about Everest. Well, <laughs> Chewie's got it all. One guy gets frozen to his sled and they have to cut his hands off. Oh, uh, yeah, that. <laughs> Ryan's over there. I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. Too bad his intestines were frozen. There's to the no blood in this movie. Shame he wasn't a Nazi. I love it more. Well, actually, there is some blood. There's some blood on the dog after he gets bitten by the other dog. Yeah, he gets fucked up, and then he just takes a ride on the sled for half the movie. Oh yeah, and I even arf, called, arf snooze. <laughs> I even called the dog getting hurt and coming back to help with it. That did happen. That will not stop me jumps, from racing. And he just he does it all on his own. He actually gets like ah. Oh, I'm needed. And then he jumps off of the sled, goes to the front, picks up the rope, and goes, arf, arf. <laughs> Rudolph of the white, the white bird sled dog. Like, this movie is so sappy. It's amazing. Oh, you almost made it the whole 10 minutes without coughing, and then you get to the very end. She heard the timer and just yep. went, no! And her lungs were like, no! Uh, her body truly said, fuck the you. <laughs> Let the edema hit. <laughs> We got one more. Oh, man. I got to tie my shoe. Yeah, it's important while you're sitting in a chair. Yeah. yeah well, it feels <laughs> loose, and I move my feet a lot so my shoe would come off. I was thinking about getting down there and tying your laces together, so that's good you did that. 
That would have done so Why much. Are you staring under the table at his feet. <laughs> I thought really you'd be weird. Oh, I dropped something. Hold on. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hey, Matt, why don't you try to get out of your chair, huh? <laughs> Is that an idea, Rod? Are you happy whoa, to see me? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your time for your movie, Matt, starts now. All right, so vertical limit. You want to talk about action movies? Oh my god, this is an action movie. Early late 90s, early 2000s action movies. What's better? Not only that, it's got Chris O'Donnell in his prime. And not only that, we he get He had a prime? Yes, he it had was a prime. One movie long. I thought no. his prime was when he removed his anti You get to interrupt me later. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris O'Donnell, not only do we get him blonde, but in the beginning, we get a cliffhanger style opening where they're, him, his sister, and his dad, and two other guys are climbing up the gra- climbing up some rock in the Grand Canyon, and he has to cut his dad loose because they're all hanging by one single whatever it's called in the Rope. thing. One, yeah, they're all hanging by whatever. Carabiner? Something like that. Sinker? Would you say cramp, by a thread? Cramp thing. Cramp? Yeah, whatever. Hold my one cramp. Yeah. <laughs> so so he has to cut his dad loose, and that sets up the entire movie because he's never gone again. But now my he's dad a, death was better. But now he <laughs> your your guy didn't have to kill his own dad. Right, I'll be quiet. <laughs> so now he's a National Geographic photographer and he's in Pakistan. Remember when we had good relationships with Pakistan? <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> So now his sister's up there. He's get, They're about to climb K2, and then he finds out that his sister's up there, goes over to her camp, and he's sit, and he's just, they're all hanging out, and they're saying goodbye, and he's trying to get good with his sister again, but his sister says, you never had to cut dad loose. And he's like, I did it for us because he would have all died. And so, and so she just hates him because he killed dad. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then introduction introduction of bill paxton what's better nothing (laughs) (laughs) bill paxton is an eccentric billionaire and he's got to get to the top of k2 this is one of the last things he's going to do he's a everyone here is just an avid climber we just beat the f4 or five we gotta go to the k2 (laughs) exactly and so he's gone up before but he didn't make it and everyone died except for him and so now he's going to do it again and so he's and so they get up there and then a crazy avalanche happens and they get uh, the guide, Bill Paxton, and the sister are trapped in this like little cave thing covered by all the snow from the avalanche, and so they're trying to survive, and Chris O'Donnell's like, I gotta climb again, even though it's been five years. See? One last climb. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets, um, he, gets all, he gets a group of people together from the camp of like, it's like 200 people there, all just kind of chilling at base camp. It seems like the coolest base camp ever. <laughs> I know, there was a big party. It's, a, it's the best base camp ever. I, the whole time I was watching that, I was like, this is, does not look environmentally friendly. It's the 2000s. Nothing was. <laughs> so they're like, okay, we're going to get up there, but they're trapped in the snow. How are we going to do it? You know what? Those Pakistanis got some nitroglycerin. I bet that will blow a hole so that way we can find them. Guess what? It does. <laughs> so... They get it, so they start climbing. There's six of them. There's six of them. They split up into three groups. They're all climbing. They're trying to find them, but along the way, a bunch of peril. Because you know what? You think storm and an avalanche? Can you overcome that? Yes, you can. Until there's more avalanches <laughs> caused by the nitroglycerin, because they find out that nitroglycerin is reacting bad in the sun because the Pakistanis just have it in a room right underneath the sunroof. Because Pakistanis obviously don't know how to deal with nitroglycerin, guys. I mean, come on, this is a fact everyone knows. <laughs> That so, dude was just casually trying to drink that. his coffee, his tea, so, his tea. Yeah. yeah, and he had a British accent when he wasn't speaking, speaking Pakistani. <laughs> <laughs> so they get up, so they're climbing up, and they realize, oh, no, all this nitroglycerin needs to get in the shade. But during that, they all start tripping and falling. There's a scene where literally there's an action scene that's about six, seven minutes long where they sl- they're trying to catch the pack as it's sliding down. The guy's sliding, catches the pack, One puts himself left. in the pick, all right, so pretty much this whole play, so there's like nitroglycerin is exploding everywhere. Some guys even like get it in the shade. They're like, haha, we're fine, but it leaks, and then they just explode. Oh, they turn into like a red, red. mist. Yeah, <laughs> literally, you just see red <laughs> mist. It's awesome. And so they finally get up there. They find the uh, the people underground use. Okay, so best part of this movie, <laughs> in my opinion, Bill Paxton turns into an evil douchebag. So he's like, no, I know I can get out of here. The guy's almost gonna die. So you know what? While the girls sleeping he walks up to him takes a needle that they have from the decks to help keep him alive 
puts it with air, just walks over to the guy who's about to die. And the guy looks at him and he goes, are, are you about to kill me? He just goes, yes. And just stabs <laughs> him right in the neck and just smothers him and kills him. And like, it's just like, yeah, Bill Paxton is evil and he's not afraid to show it. He does not care. So... Yeah, you got the amazing Chris O'Donnell jump. You got actions, avalanche, nitroglycerin, <laughs> everything. Oh, and beautiful landscape shots everywhere. Just mountains. Times mountains, up. More times mountains. up. <laughs> All right, five minutes for rebuttal starts now. <laughs> time to rebut. Blonde Chris All O'Donnell. Right. You get two of them. Okay, it's not blonde. It's 90s tips. <laughs> oh, no. When he's got the long hair, it's all blonde. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Long it's dirty. Tips. It's dirty blonde, but he's got two different blonde hairstyles in this. I mean, what's better? <laughs> and you get the Grand, Cam- and Grand Canyon and K2? I mean, come on. All I right. Mean, right. Were there any sweet scenes with guts hanging out? <laughs> Uh, actually, kind of. There what? Was a, no. no, no. <laughs> it's not so. guts, but it's blood. They literally drain the dead so guy with full right. of blood. Yeah. Well, they yeah. sham it. They ram it up through the blood. Sh- 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 ram it. Sham it. Ram. So they get a long rods, which I don't know where they got. Yeah. Doesn't matter. This movie's plot. They're literally just like, how do we get from action scene to action scene? Oh, they walk up this way and say some things. Plot. Uh, <laughs> and you're, you're also skipping the fact that I mean, Martin Campbell. Say what you will about him. He, he can put. He can definitely put together an action scene. Oh yeah, but he he has a little bit of affection for that girl from James Bond, who's just the worst. Oh yeah, the blonde is just not. good. I mean, she was terrible in Goldeneye. She's terrible in this, and then she disappeared, and we all went, "Okay, we're fine with that." No, yeah, that's the, the worst thing, thing about this had movie lines, is the though. '90s yeah. cinematography. Oh yeah, when he's about to kill his dad, the heavy <laughs> breathing, staring right into the camera <laughs> as the camera zooms in on him. Oh my god, it's terrible. So Do you not understand the emotion in that scene? No, I mean, what I is? Don't. <laughs> It's right there on his it's face, over emoting, <laughs> showing the you everything. The amount of awkward, believe, just believe in me. Close-ups in this movie is just absurd. Well, yeah, that's because it's from a different time. Okay, we're Aware. not going to make fun of that guy from being from a different time, but my movie's from my a movie shot well. I mean, debatable. I will I say, you between didn't all, see it. all the movies on the table, I would say Vertical Limit is easily shot the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Except those sweeping and landscape shots are speaking, better than like, mine. Also, My movie was great. They <laughs> totally underuse Alexander Siddig, who played Kareem, the guy that goes up to with oh, them. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's he was, amazing. No, he's, he's awesome. He's the doctor I mean, from Deep Space Nine. I mean, this he's, movie, this movie he has, deserves so much more screen time. He did because they had everything in this movie. They had the wise old man. They even they had the wise old man in there. Stick who from was, Daredevil. Yeah, exactly. And he was he took them up the mountain, even though his wife had died oh on the expedition God. with Bill Paxton earlier. You got the lovable hero. You got the sister who finally learns after a while. Yeah, like but, uh, I had, like, he I had to cut Dad to loose. See this she movie underst- with the Ninja Turtles, <laughs> like with the weirdness of the villains, the mystical. Montgomery Wick. They even use the mystical music when yeah. he appears on camera. Yeah, exactly. Dun, dun, it's dun. Great. I mean, you got Australian stoners both who die. You got an <laughs> which could have easily have been. My movie uh, has almost all Bebop these things and too. But you here, have the great foreigner who well, here's the thing. Plus, my movie has Nazis. All right. So m- the problem with your movie. <laughs> As you're listing everything it has, so it has everything. 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 But that means that it does none of it well. Oh no, it doesn't do plot (laughs) or dialogue well. But plot, dialogue, cinematography, music. This movie movie wasn't (laughs) like everything is wrong. (laughs) This movie wasn't made for anything but the cool visuals. Out of all of our films, when people die, it's usually it just means something. Except oh, for yours, they're all red shirts. Like the no. entire movie, <laughs> so is many just people die to I save Robin Turney that didn't need to die. I had a note on here: if you don't have a name, you die. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the thing. Like I literally, was go- I was actually going to be really happy is if when they actually did the nit- nitrile and they blew up the mountain to get to Robin, they did a. Avalanche that just took out base camp. Oh, yeah. That would have been hilarious. I was waiting for that because the first time the nitro falls off a cliff, it causes an avalanche which kills Ozzy number one. (laughs) (laughs) And then Ozzy number two dies with Mr. Pakistani. Uh, I can't remember their name. That's why (laughs) I'm referring to it. I mean, they didn't have names. I mean, as as much fun as you can have watching this movie, I think out of all of them on the table, I still think, like, because of what I just said, it does so much that it does nothing well. And it's entertaining in kind of a bad movie way. But I'd much if I'm going to watch a bad movie, I'd rather watch Nazi zombies 
or I'd much rather watch Vertical Limit. Dumb dude with a sled. Like it is really funny how no matter what, Nicholas Leah, who played you, the guy that gets murdered, yeah. fuck the you, Brian. He, just, he, he is always playing the guy that gets screwed over. That's true. Just like in the X Files. Like, but this movie is also can double as a PSA for how to not handle nitroglycerin, or as a PSA as to what not do in movies. But that's the thing. What not See, to do on Everest? You talk about yours is a love for climbing, but do they talk about how climbing is a lifestyle? How yes. climbing is everything yes. they do. I'm pretty sure they should have said in this movie, I bet it was cut out, yo-ho, yo-ho, a climber's life for me. <laughs> I that would have been, not, that, that would work in your movie. It really yeah, would. <laughs> At, and you know if what? he did it while it's, he was jumping like across the huge cavern. Yo-ho, 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 yo-ho. Life. God, that, how awesome is all that right, scene? All right. Where he's just running. Uh, time oh. is up. Oh, it's oh the my. best. Oh my it's God, you guys. Best. This was a fired up battle. This I was this was the most fired up I've ever seen you guys. I and think this I is going to be the enthusiasm. most interesting one. Uh, I think the last one was pretty fired up too. I think this, the shift of not having everyone judge everything really gets people more fired up. Yeah. yeah. No, a lot of arguing to me, which is good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now. Blonde Chris O'Donnell, that's all I'm saying. We're going to have to <laughs> switch up a little saying. bit. Um, based off of argument for why yours is the best Snowden movie, Brian wins by a landslide <laughs> avalanche. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> So what the big America. the big final part is going to be who gets the honorable mention who wins the honorable mention because we have three very entertaining <laughs> defenses I was very entertained so you guys the three of you obviously Brian wins that's Woo! that's haven't done that you in a win while. the episode <laughs> now for this he's the only one that you chose cheated a for this <laughs> using facts are we what are we post fact oh yeah I guess we're yeah Trump right. <laughs> so. The final thing is you you three have one final defense why your movie should win the most theatrical, the most fun defense. Uh, I mean, my entire <laughs> movie is nothing but action scenes, big explosions. It's got everything you could ever want in a movie. It's got no. all of it. It's got love interest. It's Same got- director as Green Lantern. Yeah, moving on. This was way before that. <laughs> way before. You already won. Stay out of this. I'm going to use his argument. But, but about my movie, finish yours. Okay, so yeah, like got, one more sentence. It's, it's got everything you could ever watch. It's got odds on top of odds, and they all overcome him, and it's a feel-good story at the end of the day. Everyone who deserves it gets their comeuppance. Everyone who needs to be vindicated Two gets vindicated, and everyone lives. I love run-on sentences. All right, all right, all right, James Joyce, what, what's up with you? Uh, you want to go, Chewy? Yes. Uh, my movie has everything you want in it. It's got... M- daddy issues it's got mommy issues it's got growing up issues it's got political issues it's got evil doers it's got dogs who you need to earn that dog's trust human and it's got just (laughs) overcoming all the odds to be america's hero to save the day not just for you but for the american spirit Mention the Swiss dogs. Swiss dogs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, all right. now your, your final statement. My movie was fun, <laughs> and it had Nazi zombies. With a little bit more conviction, maybe? Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped that mic the way an audio guy drops the mic. That was so gently, careful. Gently, gently. <laughs> I couldn't actually get it out of the stand, so I just hit the stand on the table. <laughs> all right. Okay, so I need a second here. The best theatrical and the best defense for it has to go with Chewy. Yeah. Fuck is the you. <laughs> Fuck is the you. That was a big part. That's where I thought, you know what? I got to pit you three against each other again. You know what? Episode. I want to recount. <laughs> no, y'all want to watch Iron Will. <laughs> I already figured out the plot. No, I don't. <laughs> to be fair, the only movie I want to watch after this whole battle is Brian's too. So what, you, you made the right choice. I'm going <laughs> to go watch Vertical Limit again, so screw you all. But yeah, special mention to your guys' defenses, which were very entertaining. <laughs> Let's go around. How does Bill Paxton not win? <laughs> Seriously, if you were to play a drinking game to this episode for every time Ryan said Nazi zombies, in only five minutes, you'd be dead. I, I wouldn't be able dead to go home. No. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to go home after this. Yeah, no way. I'd be dead. Snow. 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 <laughs> but the question is, would you be a Nazi zombie? <laughs> only if someone took your gun. No, well, no, no, no. Probably an alt-right zombie. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. That's the worst swear word you can say on a podcast. Jump yeah. train coming up. <laughs> well, what? Supremacy? <laughs> All right, as long as well, you don't you say all right. You can definitely curse on the Trump train and <laughs> grab yeah. some pussies. Woohoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's just a train. There's you one know what else car is, uh, with a lot of uncomfortable <coughs> looking cats. You know what else is <laughs> it's white as just snow? Just imagine Trump Now? <laughs> <laughs> you can get blonde Chris O'Donnell on that train. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay. So thank you very much, John, for uh, for judging today. I hope you had fun. I had a lot more, a lot of fun judging this one. Yeah. Uh, next time it's going to be me or Chewy. We're going to keep this rotation going. Um, our next battle is not till February, though. We got a little bit of a break on the battles just because of the way the calendar is working. But speaking of that calendar, coming up next week we have. Uh, what is on many lists the best movie of the year. Some people have said it's the best animated movie of the year, but now with Moana, there's a little bit of push and pull, and I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, we have Kubo and the Two Strings, which is... Uh, nice. It's a beautiful Laika movie. We here at After the Hype are big fans of Laika. We've talked about all of them, so I'm very excited to talk about that. And then the week after that, we have uh, The Night Before with the Seth Rogen comedy, and then we are doing... The ultimate Christmas episode. Actually, the night before, and this one might be swapped, but whatever. You'll figure that out as they come out. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a little bit about the Christmas episode now, and I think people will be excited about it. I'm super excited about it. It's gonna be great. Uh, we're having our good friend Chris Ortiz on it. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, it's gonna be a white elephant, I guess, or secret Santa, I guess, Christmas episode where we're all gonna give each other anonymously a movie to watch and then we get to decide or not decide try to guess who gave us that movie <laughs> it's gonna be fun and hopefully we're nice to each other but we're usually not so i imagine we're gonna watch a lot of really <laughs> terrible movies uh but it should be a good time so that's who was the adult that picked this movie <laughs> who made me watch porn <laughs> <laughs> no you watched the wrong jack frost <laughs> You were supposed to watch the one with Michael Keaton. <laughs> she was dressed as an elf. What was I supposed to do? I oh. said Lord of the Rings, not Lord of the Strings. <laughs> Lord of the G-Strings. Lord I saw G it in Blockbuster. Yeah, what up, Have Missy we Monday? all seen that movie? Of course, it was Missy oh Monday. She was on Cinemax. She was great. I haven't seen it. I just remember walking by it all the time. Oh. And oh, you I walked it. by it and don't I worry, definitely Don't worry. It's on Amazon. It. You can stream it. <laughs> It's All right, let's wrap this up. Like yeah, I'm moving yeah, to watch. Done. I share Word. a Prime account with people so. that cannot see that. <laughs> Where right. can people find us? So, you want to find us online? We are on Facebook at After the Hype. We're everywhere else, uh, either ATH underscore podcast or ATH podcast. But none of that matters anymore because our website has officially launched. Well, what? As I said, it might last week. And it did. I was right. Woo! Check us out it. at ATHpod.com. Dot com. It is a wonderful, wonderful website, and we're all very, very excited for it. We kind of stole the name from Matt, uh, <laughs> as he was the one who gave me the suggestion for it. That's um, not stealing. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, no so problem. thank we're you, Matt, accepting. for the suggestion. It really no worked out well. I remember uh, you just trying to like this one is it already yeah. taken? This one's <laughs> taken. Try like what I do. Just yeah. so uh, Matt, where can people find you online? You can find me at btjmopod on Twitter, facebook.com slash btjmopod. My podcast, but that's just my opinion. New episodes every Thursday, same day this drops. So go over and listen to mine as well. It's only like hour, hour and a half. I talk to people about any opinion they have on any topic of their choice. I like the guests to pick because it, I know they'll be able to talk for a long time about it. Like it's I did about Power Rangers. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's just me and one other person having a conversation, joking around, getting serious, doing whatever we feel like for an hour. It's a lot. It's a great time. That's and and like it's our, not porn. Yeah. And it's not porn. Exactly. Uh, you're on iTunes, right? I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, and, and Google Play. Okay, so on iTunes, do us both a favor. Rate and review our podcast. Oh, yep. Rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, it really does help us out. So thank you very much for everyone for listening. Thank you, Matt, for coming out again. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'd love to be back All the way you guys want. Home. Absolutely. All right. Bye! Bill Paxton! Bye! Sweetest stops. And my dear, we're still goodbye. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow. Let it snow